Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Now, Ireland has been slow to embrace the concept of employee share ownership, and although share ownership is on the rise, more needs to be done to encourage it. That's according to the Irish Pro Share Association, whose chairperson Marie Flynn is with me in studio now. Morning, Marie. Good morning, Gavin. Why is employee share ownership, this idea that workers in a firm yeah. would own shares in it, why is that a good thing in your view? Yeah, so, um, yeah, so absolutely. So I, I think it's been proven in, in many studies over the years, over the years, sorry, that um, having employee share ownership can help companies increase their productivity. And it's also really important for companies to be able to motivate and incentivize their employees. And, and also, I, I suppose, over the last few years where um, recruitment has been really difficult, it's been a really good selling point for companies to be able to help to recruit and then retain those employees. Yeah, so, I mean, it does clearly really create incentives for, for people to increase the, the, you know, work harder and increase the value of the business they own shares in. Why do you think we have been slow to adopt this here relative to, to other jurisdictions where I think it's more common? Yeah, so I, I think it's probably something that um, it, it's fairly ingrained in, in, say, the US and the UK and has been quite established for a number of years. And and I think whilst here um, the, the uptake has increased, um, I think some of the schemes and some of the, the, the features of the schemes um, don't don't really help the situation because, they're, you know, they're not always, in, in quite a few cases, not necessarily fit for purpose. Yeah, there's kind of a, a couple of things I want to explore there. And you've kind of alluded to one of them, which is the culture. I mean, we just don't really have the same culture of share ownership in general. I'm not just talking about, you know, mm. this particular aspect of it that there would be in the US where, you know, the way people's retirement arrangements are. It's just more the done thing that the people own shares. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, th- I think, um, as, as I say, it really has been quite well ingrained into say US society um, and, and really it's just something that hasn't been embraced here. I, I think you know sometimes there can be you know scepticism from employees um, and, and maybe you know a lack of willingness to invest in the companies um, so it really needs to be made quite attractive um, you know for, for employees to do that. Yeah so. well this, the point about scepticism is interesting because I could understand in the current environment when everybody is kind of cash poor that you might say mm look, don't be fobbing me off with shares in the company. Actually, I want cash at the moment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that's going to become more and more of an issue over the next few years. But I, th- I think what companies need to, um, I, I suppose what companies need to, to embrace is the fact that obviously, you know, employees need to be well paid. They need, need to get their bonuses. And obviously things like shares need to be effectively the, the icing on the cake, if you like. So it needs to be something that is seen as a longer term incentive and, you know, something that people can, you know, can look to, um, you know, that will increase over, over the next number of years. One of the problems, though, is how do you turn the shares into cash? Because if it's, yeah. you know, if it's a, obviously it's, it's easy if it's a publicly traded company, but if yeah. it's a private company and there's not much mm. of a market for these yeah. shares... What do you do then? Yeah, yeah. So this, this I suppose, is one of the the, the big problems with private companies implementing share plans. And um, I suppose one one of the the, the schemes that has been implemented um, or implemented back in two thousand and eighteen was the the key employment engagement pro key employee engagement program, which is known as Keep. Um, so so that scheme, and and I suppose this is one of the fundamental problems with with that scheme is the fact that it relies on the company exiting the company. You know, the company has to basically be sold really 
for those employees to be able to get value from their yeah. shares. So I guess that that is one of you know the key points that we're looking for for, for some change so that a company could effectively buy back those shares um, yes. and those companies could basically cash in. Yeah, the well, that would that, that would be a solution. Or mm. we have seen examples and maybe more difficult with smaller companies, but where the, the companies themselves would facilitate some sort of grey market or, or something where where, where people yeah, could, exactly. could trade their shares. Yeah. Now you mentioned the keep scheme. I suppose if we put it in, in context, we have had, a, I suppose you could see it as a problem here, basically, where when you get a share option and you turn it into a share, you then have to pay income tax and, and USC. Even though your gain is only on paper, you haven't actually turned the share into cash. Mm. You're still liable to pay cash out. Now, that obviously, that is a big problem. And we've had a couple of, of, of schemes designed to avoid this. And, and one is the, the keep scheme. What is the problem with Keep? You mentioned one of them already. What are the yeah. other problems? Because everyone is always banging on about how terrible yeah. it is. So what's so bad about it? Yeah, well, well, look, I, I suppose the, the, the thing with Keep is it's a scheme that's aimed at small and medium-sized businesses and, and businesses in the startup community. So obviously for any of those kind of businesses, they need something which is simple, easy to implement and is not very costly. Um, I suppose the, the the big problem with Keep is that there's a ton of conditions to meet. Um, like what? So, for instance, uh, you know, there, there's rules. Um, so, so one of the conditions is around, say, groups, and um, so you you know, so a single kind of trading company could could qualify for Keep. Um, but currently, the um, the rules around groups are very kind of unsophisticated. It envisages just a single holding company and a single trading company, um, which many groups do not conform to that kind of very simple structure so automatically any of those you know if you've got a company with a number of subsidiaries currently they're they're automatically out of keep so they don't they don't qualify um there's lots of other conditions around the type of industries that that would qualify um so certain certain types of industry are excluded um there you know there is as i say there's there's kind of like a whole kind of list of conditions and so for any company that that wants to qualify for the scheme they they literally you know, in most cases, we'll probably need professional advisors yeah. to help them do that. OK, so uh, Pascal Dunne, who I'm sure will be aware of all the criticism that there's been over the years. We, obviously, we've got the budget next week and we'll wait and see yeah. are there any changes to try and make this thing more attractive. Because in line with, with what we've just been saying, you know, we, we have highlighted some of the problems maybe, but it is a good thing for a company in the current environment to have this in their armory. You know, if they themselves are cash poor and are paying all these big energy bills, yeah. it's important for them if they want to attract talent to be able to offer shares to people, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and and, and as you say, you know, many companies are facing a, you know cash flow crisis at the moment, and so you know, and also we've had we've seen issues around recruitment and and you know, obviously the great resignation and people finding it really hard to recruit people, and and not just. Just within Ireland, but outside of Ireland as well. Um, you know, you know, we we've seen examples of companies that are trying to attract workers from overseas, um, and obviously, the, you know, this this isn't helpful, particularly when you, you have companies like sorry, countries like the UK, where they have similar schemes, which are, are, are far more kind of attractive and much easier to navigate. The other one, apart from Keep, which is designed to be tax efficient, is called the Save as You Earn scheme, yeah. or, or should I be saying it? It was called that because the way it works is it needs a bank basically to run it here and the bank here was Ulster Bank now leaving so what's the story? Yeah, so um, I, I guess the story is there is no, no story really because um, at the moment... So this just can't be done anymore? It, it just can't be done yet. So um, at the moment there's about 10,000 employees that would be availing of that scheme um, and currently they're, they're in a sort of a runoff phase where because there is no Irish bank 
to act as a savings carrier to hold the, the, the savings that are that are put into that scheme. Um, currently, it's really just in it, you know, it's... Um, it's kind of on its knees, I suppose. Um, so unless we can, you know, unless there's a solution found either by another Irish bank stepping in to, um, you know, to hold the savings for those companies or another, you know, other alternative solutions. So, you know, for instance, um, uh, you know, some kind of state savings carrier to, to hold the savings or, you know, allowing non-EEA banks or something like yeah. that to, 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 to step in and, and take that place. OK, well, we'll uh, wait and see what happens. I suppose at least that now that interest rates are going up, people might have more inter- interest in doing this. You can understand why they might <laughs> they didn't really want much savings yeah, exactly, in, in, yeah. in the recent climate, but uh, we'll see how it all goes. All right. Very interesting stuff, Marie. we we'll leave it there. That's Marie Flynn, uh, Tax Director at PwC Ireland and Chairperson of the Irish ProShare Association. Back in just a moment. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on Newstalk.